fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Well, there we go. We've spent a lot of money today. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Did you know you spent a lot of money? I didn't know we spent a lot of money. I thought you spent the money. No. Joe Biden spent that money. Welcome into the show. Hey, it's a great one. Broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country, radio and TV. Plus, we have the live streaming and podcasting there as well. Make sure to follow us all over our social media at Hoosier Reason on the website at HoosierReason.com. Thanks for joining us. Big show lined up today. But it doesn't really matter because your money's irrelevant now. I mean, come on. So Joe Biden did sign it. As you know, uh, what was it, two days ago, we had the Senate pass the COVID-19 relief bill 50 to 49 in a very partisan manner. It went to the House of Representatives yesterday. They passed it in the House of Representatives yesterday in a very partisan manner. It went to President Joe Biden's desk. Now, he was going to sign it yesterday, but he signed it or he was going to sign it tomorrow at the end of the week. But he signed it today, I guess, because... Uh, He was excited to write his name again. So he signed it. It's an official. Now, here's the crazy part to all this, and I want to wrap it all up and show what we're trying to get to here in just a minute. According to CNSnews.com, we have broken another record, and not one that we should be very proud of in this nation, as for the first five months in fiscal year of 2021, from October to February, not including the COVID-19 relief bill that we just signed for $1.29 or $1.9 trillion. We broke a new record. Congratulations, America. We broke the record for number one. We broke, by the way, uh, three records. The first record we broke was the most amount of tax revenue that has come into the federal government in the first five months of a fiscal year in American history. And that was $1.46 trillion. We brought more money in to the federal government than ever before in the first five months of a fiscal year for the U.S. government. I guess that's good news. Uh, Maybe that's a sign the economy is coming up or they just wanted to raise taxes. I don't really know, but I would say that's somewhat good news. The other part of it, spending also went up to a record of $2.48 trillion in the the first five months of the fiscal year 2021. Bringing a wonderful total deficit for the for the U.S. government for the fiscal year to one point oh four six trillion dollars for the first five months of fiscal year twenty twenty one. Then what did we do? We literally just signed a one point nine trillion dollar package, putting us to just about three trillion dollars in a deficit for the fiscal year of twenty twenty one. You should be proud, right? We should be very proud of something like that. Yeah, to talk about some of that, I'm excited. We have a big uh, lineup for you today, a lot of stuff to get to, and I'm excited to jump right into our first guest for the day as she is the executive director of Harvard in Technology. She's also a former NASDAQ reporter with prior experience with journalism at CNBC, Fox News Business, and others as well. As we look at the stock market, it did wrap up higher today, but what could that do to the futures? Because we're now $3 trillion in debt. We're excited to have Krisha Lenzo back on the program with us here. Krisha, how are you, my friend? I'm good, Annie. Thank you so much for having me. I am excited to have you back on, and I appreciate this. It's a crazy time. Joe Biden just signing this bill. We have now put ourselves into $3 trillion in a deficit for one single year for the American economy. I don't know that we can come back from something like that, can we? 
I don't know. It's quite scary. Um, you know, you're correct in saying that the markets rallied today. The S&P saw a jump um, about 1% at, due to the new stimulus. And the NASDAQ rallied about 2.5%. Um, you know, on first blush, this is great news since the market has been tanking over the past few weeks in uh, fear of inflation coming. Um, a lot of the tech stocks, particularly the NASDAQ, has been pummeled. Um, but, you know, the fact that the stimulus bill passed um, you know, is, is really concerning because we have to wonder what is actually going into it and where the money is going. And a lot of it is going to pork barrel spending, as we all know. And um, as someone who is not a proponent of big government spending, I, I don't know if we can recover from this, at least without numerous amounts of bailouts, as well as a steep rise in the increase in taxation. Yeah, I mean, inflation's going to go up, taxation's going to go up, the value of the dollar is going to drop dramatically, in my opinion. Now, investors, from what I've been hearing, is that they're excited about the the checks going to the American people, trying to reboot the stim- and stimulate the economy with having money back into the pockets, trying to catch up on some debt, trying to put it back into the private sector with buying and being in consumer like we do. So they're excited about that part of it. But outside of that, which is kind of just a slim portion of this, the rest of it just seems like, porculous like everything else the the federal government likes to do that's really not going to help stimulate the economy, is it? I mean, so here's the fact. There's less than 1% of um, the COVID relief bill is actually going to go to any sort of vaccine development and distribution. We all know the vaccine is already out thanks to President Trump and Operation Warp Speed. But that makes us question, what is the rest of the stimulus bill going to? Um, and, you know, investors are looking to the markets right now and saying that a lot of the money, um, you know, is going into the hands of people and that they may use it to invest. And that might be what we're seeing in the market right now. But, you know, it's, it's, it's problematic um, because, to your point, it's just kicking the can down the road. Um, and ultimately, this is going to lead to inflation. It is going to lead to the value of the dollar dropping. Um, and our economy and our GDP is, is going to take a beating. Yeah. Are you concerned or have you heard from any investors or anybody in the stock market uh, that's concerned with the extension of the unemployment benefits and some of the money just going out by, you know, the child tax credits and some of just the the social programs at the federal government being expended and expanded? I mean, that's going to obviously stay on at the federal government. They don't like to lose that stuff once they actually get it. Is that going to cause problems down the road as well for ongoing government spending with an expansion and extension of, of federal social programs? I think these federal social programs are very problematic because once you set a precedent of having people expect them, there's really a lack of incentive to get back to work. And we're already seeing that now um, as people are used to whether it's working from home or whether, you know, they've, you know, limited their hours of actually being productive in the workforce um, by saying to people, oh, here's just free money for doing nothing. Um, It's just, it really is you know, you look to all these other socialist countries and they're unproductive because of that very reason. And there's no going back. Once you get these programs in motion, there is no return to normal. There is no return to the capitalist values that we all hold so dear. And ultimately, those who are paying for this are the ones who are working the hardest. Um, It's those people in the upper middle class tax bracket or even the middle class tax bracket. Um, the employers of the world, the small businesses of the world. And those are the ones that are getting hit the hardest right now. And unfortunately, um, it's just very, you know, for lack of a better word, unfair. It really, it really is unfair, and it's unfortunate that we're putting them in. I saw a story about Gen C. Now they're talking about Generation C, the COVID generation, for all the young children having to go through some of this. And just family-wise, it's just going to change the structure, I think, of a lot of things. 
for sure. But now that this is done and Joe Biden says that we're here, we're here to help. We've been able to help you now with all this money going out and poof, there it is. We magically solved the issue. States are beginning to open up, which I find kind of ironic as well. Now they're looking at some of the other agenda items that they want to do as Democrats on the left side of the aisle with not only gun control and raising taxes and some of that, but also with like student loan forgiveness. If we went down this road forgiving student loans for so many students across the night. Now, I have $60,000 in student loans. I'm trying to pay that stuff off. It's going to take me a long time to do so, uh, although mine are private, so I won't have mine forgiven in any way, shape, or form. But if they do do student loan forgiveness, what would that do to the economy or to the stock market as well? I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of money and investment tied to that sort of thing as well, isn't there? Oh, for sure. And it just makes me cringe. I mean, not to make it too anecdotal, but you know, I have friends who've gone through medical school um, prior to the student loan for forgiveness, and they're paying hundreds of thousands of dollars even to even get a job before they can even start making money. And the fact now that we have student loan forgiveness, I mean, on the one hand, it is good in that you know we want our populace educated and we want to promote a very keen you know awareness of the value of that education. But that being said, we can't give everything away for free, and it's going to hurt our economy because the question of the day is, who is paying for all of this? You know, we're we're glad to give out this quote unquote free money that everyone's receiving to jumpstart the economy again. But at the end of the day, it's the small business owners and the people who are actually the employers who are fronting the bill. Yeah, absolutely. We're talking with Krisha Lenzo, executive director of Harvard in technology and former Nasdaq reporter, as well as talk about the markets just for a little bit. I, I watch it a little bit. I don't do any investments, but I am fascinated. And I obviously doing news at radio stations. I, you know, keep a keep an eye on it throughout the day. And um, the big news last week was that Tesla dropped major because of something that was going on this week. They jumped back up by like 20 percent again, uh, kind of the roller coaster of Tesla and Elon Musk just kind of rolling in it while he's doing all his projects with with the space. X program and some of the others, but uh, your thoughts on some of these markets that have been kind of fluctuating in some of the roller coasters like Tesla. I mean, are they stable and is that something exciting right now or is that kind of a bubble that's about to burst? I mean, everyone has been saying the NASDAQ bubble has been bursting because whether it's the stocks have been overvalued or not. Um, the question is, is that, you know, quite frankly, whether interest rates rise or not, it really shouldn't affect a lot of these growth companies. So it, it was weird that the NASDAQ took such a beating last week. It was not correlated to anything, in my opinion, that was ha- had to do with leverage. Um, Tesla is a great stock. Um, I'm, I'm not a registered investment advisor, so I, I can't make recommendations, as you know. But, sure. you know, it's certainly one of those companies that everyone wants to follow because they're at the forefront of the latest technology, um, you know, alternative energy going to space. Um, you know, a lot of it also has to do with the fact that Tesla recently bought, you know, some Bitcoin. Um, the share price, price is linked to the fact that they bought over $1.5 billion worth of Bitcoin back in January. Um, you know, we were looking at the fact that Bitcoin is now a, a hot commodity and people are using that as an alternative investment or, you know, a hedge against the markets at this point. So, you know, it is one of those great stocks. I know you and I have spoken before about GameStop. Um, I've been following that stock closely. It's, you know, one of those companies that, again, doesn't really have much uh, underlying reason as to why it's, the price is so volatile. But yesterday it was valued at, you know, one of its highest levels yet, over $300. Today it's down over, you know, three and a quarter percent. So <laughs> this this wild ride is um, doesn't seem to be stopping since the last time you and I spoke. And certainly GameStop is still a story. Now, is the, the whole conversation with Reddit and the Reddit users and Robinhood, I mean, is that still a thing that's kind of faded off from the news, but are they still making an impact on the market because of things like GameStop with the way that's going? Or is that more of a natural flow now? What's going on there? 
I think it's a trend. I think mm-hmm. the fact that it hasn't stopped yet, it, it shows that um, people are taking an interest um, in these, you know, as we've spoken about these quote unquote nostalgic companies um, that they have a connection to GameStop. Yes, it might become an online um, platform. They, they spoke about that, you know, downloading games and streaming games that way. So maybe, you know, that was kind of baked into the price, but these market moves every day, I'm just, I'm shocked because, you know, you really do have to be someone who's following the stock so closely because yesterday GameStop was halted even um, because of the vol- volatility and the fact that people were shorting stock, people were buying in um, all of this rhetoric on these platforms like Reddit. It's just people have a lot to say and they are actually moving markets, which needs to be something that needs to be looked at as well. So. Yeah, it does need that's, to be looked that's at. That's a whole other issue. Yeah. It is. And I mean, it's good and it's bad all at the same time. It's just right. interesting because it's something new, isn't it? I mean, just so many people getting together to do something like this. They do it at the big times and with all the, the big money guys. But I mean, the the smaller people doing this in mass is kind of interesting to watch. Oh, it certainly is interesting to watch because then it, it actually, you know, there's a lot of legal oversight that needs to go into it as well. Because you have to wonder what are the incentives behind these people posting in a Reddit forum Um, And also, you know, whether you're an accredited investor or not, or, you know, just your everyday retail investor like you and I, you really have to question the potential for collusion that might be there. There is that sort of, you know, legal collusion on the hedge fund side and that people are sharing research and people are talking and we all know that's allowed. But at least on the Reddit side, you know, that's what they're looking at in front of the Senate Judiciary. Sure. I tell you, can you, uh, can you stick over one more segment with us? We got we got to take a break here. To. Perfect. Yeah, stick okay. on. We got we got one more segment. I want to touch more on this when we come back here on The Voice Reason for a Thursday. Voice Stay here. Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier Holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online. Helping you defend and preserve this great Republic.
You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. All right, you are. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a pre-Friday celebration, radio and TV. Plus, we have the live streaming going on as well. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5-pound bag, trying to rebrand the millennial generation, one radio listener at a time. It's what we do every single day. We've got a few minutes left here with Krisha Lenzo. She is the executive director of Harvard in Technology and former NASDAQ reporter as well. Our go-to when it comes to the markets and how it's going to be affected by all of the shenanigans right now. And real quickly, to kind of wrap up the conversation about Robin Hood and this sort of thing, the investigations, I have not heard much about the investigations on what happened with Robin Hood and the stopping of the trading and the GameStop. And have you heard anything? What's the latest in that conversation on the legalities of kind of what happened with that whole fiasco? Did we lose you? I think we may have lost her. Let's, oh, hold on here. Let's try it again here. Are you there, Christian? Oh, there we go. Okay. There we go. All right. Um, I wanted to say that um, with respect to the legalities, it's still ongoing. Um, but this, the CEO of Robinhood, um, Vlad Tenev, he seemed to be waffling a lot. Um, and special, especially in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee, he was someone who, you know, was just speaking from both sides, saying that what, whether or not they could actually clear the trades or whether they had the money on hand, um, it just was very evident that he was unprepared for being questioned. And um, even Dave Portnoy, one of those people who's been uh, the most vocal um, about Robin Hood and some of these issues with respect to GameStop, he called him out in his interview. So um, people are taking notice of the way that he double-talked in front of the, the committee um, a few weeks ago. Sure. Uh, real quickly, we got just about a, a minute and a half or so left, but talk about the bonds and some of the, the Treasury bonds that many have been concerned about on the investment side, because I know that there's been a reservation of what to do, whether interest rates are going to go up, bonding is going to be changing. Um, what's the latest that you've heard, and what do you think may happen uh, in your eyes over the next uh, couple of weeks on the stock market? I mean, I think uh, at least in the past week, we've seen, um, you know, mar- obviously the market was tanking last week. Today, there's a bit of a recovery. Um, you know, the 10-year yield fell um, after, you know, the Treasury. There's, you know, fears uh, to, you know, worried about the possible slump in the demand for the government's debt and obviously the rapid rise in rates. So that that's something to definitely watch out for. And uh, investors are worried that, you know, the Fed is going to continue to raise rates and these fears are whether or not they're baked into the market yet is definitely a cause for concern and uh, certainly something to keep your eye on and something that I'm watching. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens and it'll definitely have some type of effect on there. I mean, I'm waiting for the bubble to burst. We talk about, you know, when you cut taxes, cut regulations, the market shoots up right away because everybody's so excited in the small business and private sector. When you do something like this and you just print money and you inject it in, it may do well to sustain right now, but unless you keep that up, which is not a good idea, and I don't like the concept of quantitative easing and that sort of mindset, but it it creates that bubble, and I just I'm wondering when that bubble is going to burst and everything's just going to flop. That's what we're wondering too, Andy. I mean, <laughs> I, I I if I were a psychic, I would I'd be able to tell you when, um, but that's what investors are looking at right now. They're concerned about when the bubble is going to pop and. You just have to look. Unfortunately, it's not even about looking at the fundamentals in many cases. The market is irrational. Um, it's a question of whether or not you're hedged, whether or not your, you know, your portfolio is diversified. I think that's a huge component of this. If you are a retail investor looking to, you know, deploy capital at this moment. Oh man, it's so frustrating. Crusher, it's always good to talk to you. I appreciate it so much. I love having you on here as semi-regular guest to talk about the markets. Let's do this again here real soon. 
I'd love that. I love being on. Talk to you soon, Andy. Hey, absolutely. Appreciate that very much. That's Crescio Lenzo, Executive Director of Harvard in Technology, former NASDAQ reporter as well. We'll take a break. When we come back after the bottom of the hour, uh, I'm excited for our next guest as well, AJ Swinson. She is the uh, Chief of Staff for the New Journey PAC, the New Journey PAC. And uh, we had on a few individuals from that organization already, so we'll chat with her uh, next coming up as well. Plus, we have a lot other things to get to as well between the Gen C. What the heck is a Gen C? And where does that come into play? We'll talk about all that and more for a pre-Friday celebration here on The Voice Reason. Stay tuned. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right, you're all welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a pre-Friday celebration. Trying to cram that 10 pounds reason into that 5-pound bag. Your Millennial General reporting for duty. The fastest hour of radio on <laughs> radio, radio and TV. We do have the live stream up. Make sure to check it out on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Twitter, Twitch especially twitch.tv. You can find us and subscribe to there. We appreciate that. Also on the website at whosyourreason.com. I have shared the link as well on the new site, ourfreedombook.com, ourfreedombook.com, which I highly recommend. I'm working on ways to start transitioning our stream to there, so that way we can actually have, I don't know, an algorithm that allows people to see the feed unless you go looking for it yourself, which is very frustrating and difficult at times. So make sure to go to ourfreedombook.com. Yes, I gave a little plug there. Go check them out. Sign up. It's totally, it's like a Facebook, but you don't get censored. <laughs> what a concept. And you can find me on there as well at Hoosier Reason. Uh, thanks to Crash for coming on the program. Love having her on to talk about some of these stock market issues. But I'm excited about our next guest as we go into the latest in what's trending. Maybe. Maybe. It wants to. Hey, there we go. What's trending today? All right, there we go. So uh, we wrapped up the Conservative Political Action Conference, CPAC, one of my most favorite uh, events that happen all year long. And I told you this before, if you ever want to just refuel yourself and just get that injection of feel good and get your uh, political tank refilled and pumped up, then that's the way to do it. But of course... Because we're considered like the worst people on the face of the earth, being conservatives and uh, being Republicans, is that you know we're bigots and we're close-minded and we're you know homophobic and we're racist and we're fascist and we're Nazis and yada 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 yada, and it just never ends. And you would think after the whole like, okay, Donald Trump lost, 
We can talk about the legalities of the election if you want to. However, but Donald Trump lost. Joe Biden's the president. Can you calm down the rhetoric? Joe Biden said he wanted to unite everybody. But the left obviously doesn't do that very well at all. And you can see that with a very extremely partisan, most progressive bill that's ever gone through Washington, D.C. that he just signed today with the COVID-19 relief package. Uh, So there's really no sign that he actually really, truly wants to work with the Republicans to work on the other side of the aisle. So while they call for unity... They keep on the same rhetoric, they keep on the same talking points, and they think it's actually going to work for them. So I'm excited to have on the program with us to talk about some of this and more. She is the chief of staff for the New Journey Pack. I've talked with the New Journey Pack before. I love these individuals. They're awesome and uh, excited to have on here with us, AJ Swinson with us. AJ, how are you, my friend? Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you coming on. It's, It's an honor to have you on here. CPAC was fun this year. Were you able to attend it, or did you just kind of get to watch it remotely? I got to watch some of it remotely. I unfortunately had to miss it this year. Yeah, it's a it's a bum. But, I mean, with COVID, it's, it's kind of difficult. The attacks that come from mm-hmm. the left, do you think this is ever going to calm down, or is this just going to be the new norm for Democrats is if we disagree with you, then you are pretty much the worst person on the face of the earth? Yes, I mean it's it's an old political tactic. Um, they will call you racist and anti-Semitic when their policies, their actions point to that far more clearly than something silly like a stage design. <laughs> that is true. I mean, we have. Uh, I mean, right now we have Antifa over the last year that has infiltrated many cities that that took over hostile wise, like uh-huh. literally took over blocks in cities. And yet they're not the fascists, they're not the Nazis, they're not the radicals. We are because we want to, you know, carry a Bible and, and a firearm. Like, to me, that just doesn't make any sense. Yes, and I want people to understand how outrageous the claims that people are making. This was in USA Today, this was in Salon Magazine, where they were saying that CPAC stage looked like a symbol that was remotely in some SS uniforms. So they tried to say, oh, look at how they're pointing to white supremacists and white supremacists are going to get this code. And, oh, they thought no one would notice. So not only are they constantly trying to say to black people, see how racist they are, see how much they would, you know, don't support you. They're also trying to say to Jews, oh, see how much they hate you, see how much they, um, how against you they are. And so they're using identity politics with a stage. I mean, how low can you go? Yeah, it's it's weird. I don't know. They call us the conspiracy theorists. I mean, they went on the bandwagon and just focused so much on, uh, I don't even remember what the, the, the conspiracy, QAnon, the QAnon conspiracy about how Donald Trump speaking right. in code and sort of thing. And I'm sure they tried to base it off of that. But I didn't get that. I didn't see any symbolism on the stage in any way, shape or form. The big question is, does it work? I mean, the black community, obviously, we saw a bump in vote for Donald Trump in the last election uh, compared mm-hmm. to Republicans in prior elections. Uh, the Jewish community. We saw a little bit of a bump as well because Donald Trump, half of his family's Jewish as well. So, I mean, being anti-Semitic and those accusations was kind of silly. But do those type of attacks actually work by just saying those people over there are evil? Don't even try and look at their ideology. You can't vote that way. Just vote over here with us because we're going to take care of you. Like, does that work? Those attacks only work if there's no answer to them. If the Republican Party or conservatives of the group, if we aren't fighting back just as hard as we're getting fought against, then it lands. The attack will land. That's why New Journey Pack was started by James Golden or Bo Snurdly from uh, the Rush Limbaugh show, God Rest His Soul. 
Um, when James started New Journey Pack, he was tired of the fact that, you know, he's in media. And so he's seeing these constant attacks. And a lot of them are directed towards the black community. And so he started New Journey because he said, we're not going to let this blight anymore. And we're going to start fighting back through media. So that's what New Journey Pack does. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's so amazing. So if we don't fight back, yes, people do get completely hoodwinked because they don't get any access to truth. Amen to that. You're absolutely right. I mean, we had Entree Pruitt on the show for uh, for over an hour uh, just a few weeks ago, and it was amazing to hear about what you guys mm-hmm. are doing and trying to reach out because that's where the base is going to be. And I asked him, and I want to ask you the same question, is how can we combat that dialogue? How can we combat that message? Because conservatives have a really, really tough time of getting to certain communities, to inner city communities, and to certain areas to do uh-huh. an outreach and to actually expand their umbrella a little bit and try and get that messaging to people that I think would come on if we just talk about values of conservatism. But a lot of times it seems very difficult for some reason. How can we do that? Well, we've got a lot of ground to cover. One thing that the founder, James Golden, said was that when he grew up, there was a GOP in his neighborhood, a GOP office, and that office left. Um, so the Republican Party has to decide we're going to come back, and this time we're not going to give up on these communities. Um, there was a strategy that basically, if even recently with Trump, with Trump they said we if we got we got more of the base, if we got four million more votes just from the base of who we know are the core Trump voters, we'll win again. So instead of the Trump campaign, instead of the RNC, really, instead of the RNC saying we're still going to try to reach as many voters as possible, they focus in on the base. And so when that section of the base didn't turn out, um, you know, we lost that race. So we have to stop seeing it as focus on the base, focus on the base. And we have to start saying expand the base, expand the base. Um, When you look at states like Florida, Florida is nearly 40% minority, and that is only going to increase. The electorate is also 46% um, are under 50. So we have to keep that in mind. If we want to be a viable party in, you know, four more years, we've got to expand this base, and we've got to get truth out there in a way that people can understand. Yeah, we're talking with A.J. Swinson, Chief of Staff for the New Journey Pack. Uh, New Journey Pack, you can visit them online, newjourneypac.org. NewJourneyPAC.org. Let's talk about the Trump movement for a second. Uh, but do you think that it's changing for the better and reaching out to some of those news crowds? As I mentioned, with some of a bump in some of the minority uh, voting bases to Trump in this last election, was it the Trump movement that did that? Was it the Republican Party that's tried to do that? Or do you think that because of the whole Trump movement that we're moving in that di- right direction? Or obviously we still have a long ways to go, but are we at least going slowly in the right direction here? President Trump alone gets the credit for that. That was something that he did, that he bucked the Republican Party establishment, said, I'm releasing this platinum plan, and I'm doing direct outreach directly to Black Americans. He had a speech. He talked about how Black Americans built this country. He talked about the hard work that so many Black Americans have accomplished. This is a type of positive messaging that the Republican Party could do. It's not rocket science. If we think about the fact that his numbers um, doubled among black women, this is in the face of George Floyd riots, in the face of all these different comments and riots and things going on. The fact that there was an increase 
should have astounded everyone because those were people that, despite what the media was saying 24-7, they still understood that they should stick with Trump or that they should switch to voting for Trump. They should come out when they didn't last time and do that yeah. with everything going on. So we've Trump alone gets the credit for that, and he set up a, a model that if he runs again, he can follow, and every other Republican should follow. Yeah, uh, absolutely. we got about 45 seconds left before we're going to let you go and got to take a break. But the next couple of years with the Don- with the Democrats running both chambers of Congress with running the presidency with Joe Biden mm-hmm. right now, how far backwards do you think that race relations in the country could go when Democrats start ramming all these policies down our throats again? It's up to the Republican Party to decide that not only are we going to stick together as a base, but we're going to do outreach that does not allow the Democratic Party to control the narrative anymore. So New Journey PAC, um, if you want to support newjourneypac.org, come to our website. We're also looking for volunteers. The primaries are coming up in two years, and we've got to be ready to fight back. Amen to that. A.J. Swinson, New Journey Pack uh, Chief of Staff right there. You can visit them online, newjourneypac.org. I love what you guys do. I appreciate it so much. we got to get you guys back on the show again here real soon. Much for having me. Hey, absolutely. Appreciate it very much. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we got just a few minutes left of the show. It goes by way too fast. When we come back, some interesting news. Plus, we'll touch on some of the latest headlines and more. To get your thoughts, you can always visit us online at HoosierReason.com and email me, HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com if you choose to do so, because I do like to read some of those emails, which we will do when we come back right here on the show. Stay tuned. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com.
You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. So I realize that I have failed you miserably this year. I have not really had a time to focus on it. I really haven't just had a chance to get ready for it. But yet, next week is still by far one of the greatest holidays of the entire year. Just throwing that out there. For those of you that know, it is St. Patrick's Day next week. So usually, I've been by now would be playing like massive amounts of St. Patrick's Day music and Irish music, which I will start doing over the next couple of days leading into next week. But I have failed you terribly, and I am terribly sorry. We do, however, do a special St. Patrick's Day episode on The Voice of Reason here, so stay tuned, and we'll have a little fun on that coming up in just a few days. Welcome in. Appreciate all of our guests today. Wow. It's been rocking today, and we appreciate all the good stuff that we're doing. Just a few minutes left here on the show, radio and TV, plus we have the live streaming podcasting thereafter as well. Your Millennial General rocking it today for sure. Uh, make sure to check out the new uh, the new social media website, ourfreedombook.com. I'm trying to see. I mean, we're already starting to get friends and people following us and sharing on there. It's like Facebook, but it's cooler because they don't censor social uh, conservative messages. So the fact that you can actually say what you want in a fair way and actually allow conversation and allow people to debate in dialogue is kind of a cool concept. So make sure to check that out, ourfreedombook.com. We did share the live stream on there as well, plus, of course, the website at HoosierReason.com. I have a few major kind of current event hot topic issues that I want to get to in a second, but we did get an email and a couple of messages during the stream today, so I want to address those in our latest mailbag. What's in the mailbox? Which I don't even, do people even have mailbags anymore? Maybe it's just the tweets and emails. Who was that? Uh, Craig Ferguson. I have to admit, one of my favorite stand-up comedians and probably the only guy in late night TV that I actually listen to and enjoy, uh, he would always do his tweets and email section. So maybe it's something like that, but we'll stick with our mailbag for now. And it was a comment that we had made earlier in the program about quantitative easing. Andy, what's that? Which it's one of my most favorite things to talk about because it's really, really stupid. For those of you that don't know what quantitative easing is, just know this. It's really, really stupid. What it is is the government saying it's healthy for the nation to live in debt. I mean, we just signed on a $1.9 trillion COVID-19 relief package in the first five months of a federal budget of the fiscal year 2021 from October to February. We have a $1 trillion deficit. To be exact, $1.046 trillion deficit in five months of government operations, which broke a record for U.S. history for how much we've actually spent. We had a record number of tax revenue that came in at $1.46 trillion, spending at $2.48 trillion in a record of $1.04 trillion as a deficit in a single five-month period. The, the year hasn't even finished. And then we sign on a $1.9 trillion COVID relief package, and that's supposed to be really healthy for the economy. According to them, quantitative easing is going to fix it because we can live in debt, we'll have banks buy our bonds or buy the debt from the nation to spur the economy, to print money, to raise interest rates, and then to make everybody happy. That's what quantitative easing is, that we can live in debt in a healthy manner for the federal government because we'll just have banks buy our, buy our debt and buy our bonds. Meaning we're just going to make the banks really, really wealthy and we're going to give them the debts and then they can use that to do whatever they want to and twist it. And then we can live in debt and spend as much money as we possibly want. And we can print dollars and we can lower the value of the dollar and we'll just raise interest rates and it just goes on and on. So quantitative easing is one of the dumbest things. But if you go to college and you take like an economics class and you go really, really far in economics, they'll say, oh, it's great. And this is how you break it down. And this is how you do it. And it's a wonderful idea. But if you want the basics... Quantitative easing, uh, according to the quick uh, quick definition of it, 
that I gave, but a little bit more elaborate, I guess, is a monetary policy whereby a central bank purchases the scale government bonds or other financial assets in order to inject money into the economy to expand economic activity. So you can live in debt. We're just going to invest in you, as in spend as much money as you want, and then we'll just buy it up, and that way you can do whatever you want. It's a stupid idea. It's really I hate quantitative easing, but that's the way our government functions because they just love to spend all they want to and just get ourselves into debt. On the other front, that's a little bit interesting, and we've talked about this throughout the show, and I don't really care that it's non-political, but I find it quite fascinating, especially in today's times. Did you see there was another story about UFOs? I don't know. Andy, this is a political talk show. I know. I'm telling you, something's coming. Something's coming, and it's going to be a little strange because over the last year, we've seen more UFO stories for sure, and now we see... According to Futurism.com, that a, that a professor has come up with a study that UFOs may be time-traveling humans from the future. I know. At the same time, we have Senator Harry Reid, Democrat from Nevada, a legitimate elected official, been there way too long in my opinion, and kind of on a left-wing progressive binge. But nonetheless, he came out talking about UFOs as well. Quote, in the past, pilots were afraid to report these strange things happening for fear it would affect their advancement in the military. Meaning, it's okay for you to speak out about it now. You UFO people in the military, you're a victim. You're a victim. Speak out now. Because we want you to hear the story. I'm telling you, it's becoming more mainstream, and we're learning more about it, and it's going to blow your mind when it actually happens. That does it for us today. Podcast going up in a little bit. Until then, be your own voice of reason. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Everybody have a great Thursday evening. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.